shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. Thank you, Jesus. For in Jesus' name we have prayed and worshipped. Amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, I want to welcome everyone online. Uh, praise the name of the Lord. I know most of us are online today. I want to welcome you to this uh, broadcast of Life Meetings for this day. Uh, amen. Uh, we give God praise. You're welcome. Uh, I'm trusting God that today you will be blessed. Uh, uh, there's going to be a feasting today in the short time we have. Just the teaching of Christ, the abiding Christ. Uh, you can call that the title of the message, the abiding God, the abiding Christ. Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, uh, I welcome everyone uh, who is also seated here. Uh, uh, Sister Moji, you're welcome. Life meeting, we brought life meeting to you. <laughs> Amen. God bless you, Pastor Fendi. Uh, my pastor is here. You're welcome, sir. Thank you for joining us today. Amen. Again, and uh, Sister Vicky from GP and FA that led worship. Amen. Uh, thank you all. This is an awesome time. Uh, amen. Uh, the prosperity of the gospel must continue. Otherwise, the world will be lying now. In season and out of season, also in whether hell or death, hell and death cannot beat God's word. It's not possible. It can never be possible. Uh, it can never be. Po- Coronavirus cannot make word of God to stop. It's not possible. It can't. It's not. That's death. That's what death sends. Uh-huh. It can't make word one way or another. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Broadcast will continue. Teaching will continue. People, prosperity of Christ will continue. Men will continue to grow. Uh, watch it. This thing is passing away. It has reached its peak. Now it's about to fade. Just watch it. It has peaked. It's about to fade. Just watch my words. In the next few weeks, months to come, will begin to fade away. Amen? The thing has reached the peak of its strength. It's about to begin to dissipate. About to fade. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Are we blessed in the house today? Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Uh, don't mind that noise. Who online? This alarm thing that is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they want to know that. They want us to know that we are in their house. <laughs> Amen. I, I don't, we've tried. We've tried. It's, uh, it's a difficult. Okay, you were able to do it yesterday. Okay, try. Go ahead and try. And can't turn off that. Okay, so that's why you turned it off. Wow, that's awesome. That's good, that's good. Awesome, thank you.
praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So, um, you know, for many, many of us who tune into EGFN, Anamnesis, they have made their program for the December program is next week. Uh, amen. Next week, 9th to 11th. So you should mark your calendar. Then we have our worship night on the 26th. Well, we're likely will be renting a hall uh, for that on the 26th, so Boxing Day. And then the School of the Spirit uh, in Ottawa that we're going to be streaming live from Ottawa. Uh, Pastor Jeff is organizing that for us in Ottawa. We're going to be streaming it uh, from the, uh, January 5th, Tuesday, January 5th to 9th, Saturday, January 9th. So that's SOS. Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, so those uh, no notes, those upcoming. So this season, 2020 has not finished, right? I hope you are hearing me. Uh, it has not finished. You know, many people are tired. It's just okay, let's finish it just fast. Then they just move on. No, no. This is where God wants to actually do, He wants to crown the year with ice. Ice, you know, icing on the cake. He wants to do something special this year. So as I'm noting these programs, as well, those online, listen to me. Mark your calendars. I know for us here, it's just going to be worship night in person. But we're going to be streaming analysis. Uh, we're going to be streaming School of the Spirit. Amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. And God is is a season. Amen. It's a season of blessing. Praise the name of the Lord. It's the reason why Satan does like to scatter his prisoners to retire. Let 2020 pass. So that you, when you, a white man slept, God will pass too. <laughs> and you'll be sleeping and you'll not take what God is, what God is bringing. So God is bringing things in this season. Amen. Uh, just note it. You will see this thing, you will just, in a few weeks, in a few days time, you've just realized that uh, things will calm down again and whatever the anxiety is in the atmosphere, it will go. I already know it. Does that know how it came in March? He came and he went. Yeah, exactly. I think that's how it's going to be. And by the way, uh, what these people need, these people who are trying to rest- just restrict restriction, what they need to calm down is their vaccine. Uh, me, I don't care about vaccine. Whether I think it works or not, that's not my business. But for them, I know that's what they are looking for. Uh, and actually, they are about to approve a vaccine. There are two vaccines that are already out that next week... Uh, the UK, United Kingdom, they're going to approve one. And then the week after that, the US is going to approve their own. That's what's going on right now. So I already know that information. So what will happen is that after that, these governments, they will not have their, the authority to be doing, they will understand that things are changing. Uh-huh, and then they will be adjusting themselves accordingly. Amen. So darkness is passing away. And just let, let me be the first to break the news to you. Uh-huh. That darkness is passing away. This too will pass in a very short time. It has peaked. There's actually the peak of its strength. Uh, it, it will pass. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, so let's open our Bibles to the book of John chapter 15. Uh, I just said for this uh, morning stream... We should do it at F.A.'s place, so since the keyboard is here, uh, I think uh, Femi would continue at your house the rest of the week, Life Feast, and uh, next Life Meeting, we'll do it at your place. And then, uh, as anticipated by the upper week, we'll be able to restore, uh, meet. in fact, we can meet the best if we wanted to, but we just, just things are sensitive. Amen. Yeah. Praise the name of the Lord. 
Uh, are we ready to be blessed uh, this this morning, this afternoon? Um, John chapter 15. John chapter 15. From verse 1. From verse 1. It says, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruits. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Amen. Verse 4 says, Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye except ye abide in me. Amen. Abiding. Huh? This, this is an instruction here. Abiding. If, if they didn't, if it wasn't, you know when Jesus is saying, you know normally, when, you know what, they, what do they mean by a charge or a command? When Jesus is saying abide in me, it's almost like a command. Am I, not, am I communicating? Why, 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 do, why does he have to? I mean, we should know, we should have sense that, that if he's God, we should abide in him. They don't need to tell us that. Do you get me? But why does he have to say it? He has to say it because by your nature, you don't want to abide. <laughs> I don't know how to communicate it. By your natural disposition of life, by how this world has framed us, and how the enemy has don't mince meat of our souls. We don't want to abide. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. What do I mean by that? Every soul doesn't want to trust, lean on God. So, all your labor of life, think about it, all your labor of life, am I communicating, is to make sure that you are fully independent, your soul is independent, that you can live without God, in case God doesn't work. That's really what, when, when the reason for men's labor, hasty labor, intense labor, is to get to a place where they are self-sufficient, that they don't need to ask anybody for anything. Are you seeing your soul? It looks like you, doesn't it? <laughs> Do you see that? Are you seeing how that is anti-abiding? Do you know to abide? Abide means trust. You get lean, submit, stay. By nature of our souls, we want to build ourselves out of abiding. So that we cannot be relating with God. You know, sometimes when I see some doing Christian street God, yeah, it's as though they are helping him. You get me? We are assisting him. We don't really need him. But, you know, let's go to this and sing. You get me? So once the, the pastor says something that offends them, that's the end. <laughs> that's the end of their service. <laughs> because they never really need to them. They didn't really need Jesus. They are assisting Jesus. They are, it's like they are helping him and God, them and God are mates. And so God needs help. Okay. You're on your own. <laughs> on your own. That's how sometimes when I, I, I visited some of the Caucasian churches, I noticed that in the attitude of their service. I know, Femi, I don't know if you've picked that. I've noticed that. Huh? They have an arrangement. It's as though. It's, as, it's almost as though the, you, have to beg the, you have to beg somebody to come and do service. 
than if they do it, they do it because as though they are helping. It's not as though they are. It's an attitude. It's a proud. It's a proud look somewhere. It's a proud attitude somewhere. Let me let me explain it in this way. It's almost as though we are not expecting anything. It's not we are not serving God because we're expecting anything, or God is going to help us do anything. Do you get me? We are just helping Him. Help me, yes, sir. Yes. A volunteer. So that attitude is more like if you like, don't come. If you like, come. Mm-hmm. There's no, um, there's no reason for a commitment. Yes. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's hard commitment. Like, yeah. I owe God. I owe God. It's not there. Mm. It's like how you volunteer your time to hope mission. You can't volunteer your time. <laughs> You get it. It's a good, it's a good thing here. Yeah, it's a good thing, general. No, this one is you are serving God. It's not. It's not. It shouldn't be so. Amen. So it means that by nature we don't want to abide. By nature we don't want to lean on God, lean on Christ. It's by nature, and this is where Satan fights. I will some of these words. I'll be saying these words, and your soul will maybe reject, maybe 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 contesting with it. It's because of that nature. That's how you know you have that nature. It's that nature that is speaking. The nature that doesn't want to lean on God. And don't, now, listen to me. The Bible says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all other things shall follow you. Know? So, it, do, you get, do you know that it, you can be abiding and you will have everything, but your soul is leaned on God? It's possible. I say you can you, you can be ab- abiding. Your soul is leaned on God and you have all everything. You know all these things that your soul labor for to be self-sufficient. It's possible. It's possible. But do you know do you know why do you know why the Lord put it in this order? You put the horse first before the cart. Do you know why you put it in that order? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and it means by the time you've gone through training of righteousness, your soul is already so leaned. Do you get me? It's already so committed to God that it doesn't have strength to get itself out. Yeah. It's such a soul, God can bless with everything. Yes. Amen. Amen. And some people that, you know, maybe they were head ushers before. <laughs> Well, what's God? Maybe they just get one six figure job, you know? Uh, they, they be coming to church once every two months. Okay. I said, come on, how, how's everything? I said, ah, that's fine, you understand. Ah, you, ah, you know. <laughs> Is it one that's the one? So before God can, should give you that thing. He can give it to you. Mm-hmm. But before he can, he should give you that thing. Do you get me? Your soul should have been so leaned on God that you have six figures there. Whenever you are not, you are around, you are still that head on child. Mm-hmm. No movement. Yeah. Do you get me? I'm just using that as an example. Yeah. Yeah. Wherever the place of your calling is, yeah. no movement whatsoever. 
whether there is money, there is no money. Rich uh, in in. Well, sickness or in health, they get the prosperity, but well, whatever it is, still dead to us but that kind of confidence. That's the abiding confidence. Amen. So if God is bringing many things, He's not bringing many things. You are still an abider. Your heart is what? Your heart is fixed. That's David. David said, My heart is fixed. This God shall be my God. He shall be our guide even unto death. David is a perfect example of what I'm talking about. When Saul was chasing David all over the place, David was praying to God, searching God, receiving light, revelation. David went to Philistines, still serving God. That's in sickness, not so. When David sat on the throne in Zion, huh? in fact, most of the Psalms were written when he was king. He did not change. One person will say solo. <laughs> solo changed the beat. <laughs> solo one. <laughs> 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 uh, but solo, God, you know, God likes solo. Imagine after solo, I'm going to read the book of Kings, all of them. They began worse and worse and worse and worse. Worse and worse and worse. It means, but what was it about David? <laughs> David was an abider. See all those statements he make. He says, better is a day in his courts than a thousand elsewhere. elsewhere. Hey, if only I can only be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord. Mm-hmm. That house wasn't where, where he was living, though. He was talking about temple. So it means that David was ready to relinquish kingship and go and serve. Let me be the usher. You know, let me be, let me be a doorkeeper. Let me be usher in the temple of God. I will relinquish the kingship of Israel. To be an usher. <laughs> in the temple. I see heart. Though he was a king. It's, it's because of David's heart that his son, his son took over. You know he could have done something and killed the son and taken over back. But David was weak because it was his son who did it to him. He rather, he was ready to leave the throne. See, if you can do that to me, you go on throne and I'll take the thing. You <laughs> going. And David, God used that heart, used that season to promote David. Mm. It was in that season that David went up Mount Olivet. Yeah. Before he was in Mount Zion, he went up another grade. He went to Mount Olivet. Check that story. He went to Mount Olivet in that season. Maybe that was the season of the anointing of God upon his life. Zion is for Christ. Olive is for God. All of God. So David's arising is David, that attitude. Abiding, abiders. Let's see, let's see David again. Psalm 132. Let's see an abider. Psalm 132 from verse 1. Surely I will not come into the tabernacle of my house. Hmm. 
had house. Nor go up into my bed. He had bed. I will not give sleep to my eyes or slumber to my eyelids. And Polatar, his house was a fine house, though. He was a king, King David. His bed was lush. <laughs> but he said, How can I be resting when my God, are you seeing an abide that? My God's project has not finished. My God is not resting. An abider is like a wife. He had, David had everything, yet he was not at rest. He had everything that equates to a man's rest. But he, was, he decided, you see that? He could have been at rest, but he decided not to be at rest. Am I complicating? He decided not to be at rest until God is at rest. Hey! So it means that I cannot rest until God is at rest. The fact that I can be at rest doesn't mean I should be at rest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the fact that maybe money is coming your way, things are working for you, doesn't mean that you should be at rest. If you have that attitude, things won't work for you more. Amen. Now this is old covenant pattern. But really, David was saying, I will not go to the tabernacle of, of my house, nor give sleep to my God, to into my chamber, upper room. Why? Because God did not have tabernacle of house, nor did God have an upper room. <laughs> that was, you see that, if you read on, you see Psalm 132. Amen? But this was, he was thinking of building a physical room, tabernacle. But in the New Testament, what is the tabernacle? Yeah? Who is the tabernacle? You are the tabernacle. Your heart and your mind. Not so? Right? When the Bible says in Jeremiah 31, 31, it says, And after that time, I'll make a new covenant with my, my people. What should I do? I'll write my laws upon their hearts and where? And upon their minds. So what makes for tabernacle is the writing of his laws and his words. Wow. Amen? So if you want to be a David in the New Testament, do you know what you do? In my life, Jesus says, abide in me, and my words abide in you. Mm. That's it. The David of the New Testament is a man who will not give sleep to his eyes, mm. slumber to his until all his God's words, all Christ's words, has been written in your heart mm. and in your mind, mm. so that God can also rest mm. in you. That's a New Testament, David. You don't give sleep to your heart. You don't rest. So when we say, when we encourage, go on, listen to messages. That's it. We are telling you, don't give sleep to your eyes. Until what? Until the words, my words, abide in you. That's the David of what? Of the New Testament. Hunger and test for righteousness. And what shall happen to you? You shall be filled. Sorry, sir. Help us continue. Um, until I find out a place for the Lord mm-hmm. and have it 
habitation for the mighty God. I see the issue. Habitation. The problem is habitation. So David had habitation. His God did not have habitation. And to David, as long as his God did not have habitation, he, he, he said, I will not have that. Even though I have habitation, I'm not going to have it there. Until my God also has his habitation. Yes, sir. Lord, we heard of it at Ephrata. We found it in the field of the wood. We will go into this tabernacle. We will worship at this footstool. Arise, O Lord, into thy rest. Thou art the heart of thy strength. Let the priest be clothed with righteousness, and let thy saints shout for joy. For thy servant David's sake, for thy servant David's sake, turn not away the face of thy anointed. The Lord has sworn in truth unto David, hmm. he will not turn from it. Of the fruit of thy body will I set upon my throne, thy throne. If thy children will keep my commandments and my testimony that I shall teach them, yes. thy children shall also sit upon my throne forevermore. Yes. For the Lord has chosen, chosen. Zion, Zion. that desired him. For his habitation. So where is, where is his habitation? Zion. And who is Zion? You are Zion. Remember? Lively stones. The congregation of Zion. They call it the mount of the congregation. Uh-huh. And who is the... Who is the foundation stone of Zion? Christ. Who is the capstone of Zion? For Christ. That so the Zionic enclave is faith, hope, and charity. <laughs> uh, the Zionic enclave, the waters of Zion. If you struck a rock, you brought us the waters of Zion is faith, hope, and charity. Cornerstone and capstone. Let's see Psalm 87. Let's see Psalm 87. Psalm 87. From verse 1. You can read. Go ahead. His foundation is in the holy mountains. His foundation is in the holy mountains. The Lord loveth the gates of Zion, hmm. and all the dwellers of Jacob. That's the beginnings, the entrance. Glorious things are spoken of me, O city of God. Hmm. I will make mention of Rahab and Babylon to them that know me. Behold, Philistia and Tyre and Ethiopia, this man was born there. Hmm. And of Zion it shall be said, this is the man that was born in her, and the highest himself shall establish her. The highest himself shall establish her. Hmm. The Lord shall count when he writeth of the people that this man was born there, as well the singers as, sorry, as well the singers as the players on instruments shall be there, all my springs. All my springs are indeed. All, not some. All my springs. That is all things. <laughs> yes. All my springs. That all things there. Uh, let's see John chapter 1 verse 1 to 3. 
Do you see it today again? Yes? This man was born there. Yes? Who is this man? He says, and it shall be said of Zion, this and that man was born in her. And he hides himself. It means that that man is Christ. Meaning Christ. Christ shall be born there. You know, yes. Yeah. So as you are coming, as you are coming to Christ, you are being born. You are a new man. And then, so it's in Zion is the house for all those Christs, for all those souls. Amen. So it now says, "All my springs are in thee." So we're going to see John chapter one. All those springs, all things, all my springs. So go ahead. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. Mm-hmm. The, God. the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything. So all things were made by the Word. Mm-hmm. And it says, "All my springs, within all my waters, are in He, are in Her." Are you, are you seeing that? So all my Christs, aha. All my Christ from the beginning to the end of it, I have. Yes. You see that? All my springs are where? I indeed. All my springs. Springs of water, not so. Springs of water. Springs of water. Fountains is, and shall well up in your belly. Fountains of springs of living water. So in Zion, all the springs. So once you are a receiver of springs, you are becoming Zionic. Meaning you are becoming a lively stone. Say, ye are lively stones. That's how Peter said, put it. Not so. Ye are lively stones. So, a man who is learning Christ is a Zion. Praise the name of the Lord. A man who is learning Christ is a what? Zion. Now, back to Psalm 152. Let's see what they spoke concerning Zion. Well, we just we just read after it says for the Lord has sworn in truth to David. The next verse. Yes. Surely. Go ahead. Surely I will not come into the tabernacle of my house, nor go up into my bed. I will not give sleep unto my eyes. Go down. Go down to verse seven. We will go into his tabernacles. We will worship at his footstool. Go down to ten. For thy servant David's sake, turn not away the face of thine anointing. Okay. The Lord has sworn in truth unto David, he will not turn from it. On the foot of thy body will I set upon thy throne. If thy children will keep my covenant and my testimony, I shall teach them. Their children shall also sit upon thy throne forever. For the Lord has chosen Zion. Yes. And he has desired it for his habitation. This is my rest forever. Here will I dwell, for I have desired it. Suppose. This is my word forever. Not for some time. You know, when God is talking about some other things, he talks about tents. Say so the, the, the tents of Judah. Tent, tents means he's, he's there for some time. Yeah, temporary. But when he says forever, it means permanent. Read that verse again. For the Lord has chosen Zion. He has desired for his habitation. This is my rest forever. Forever. So let me let me reinterpret that for you. For the Lord has chosen them in whom Christ is dwelling. Uh-huh. <laughs> you say that. For and so what so really what for the Lord has chosen Christ. <laughs> That's what he's saying. 
That's why Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If you don't have me, Father cannot choose you. I mean, if Father cannot choose you for rest, for habitation. Father can be walking with you, tent, tenting with you, camping with you, trying all for the purpose of trying to bring you to Christ, really. But for permanent rest, where temple rest, God rest, you must be a raised Zion. Or another word, a raised dwelling place for Christ. A raised what? Dwelling place for who? I'm not even going to take much of our time today. I'm just going to hit those keys in the spirit. Uh, let's see Psalm 104, verse 2. Who covers thyself with light as with a garment? Who stretches out the heavens like a curtain? Mm. Who layeth the beams of these chambers in the waters? Hey. Who maketh? That's a good. Who who laid the beams of what? Of his chambers in the waters. Did you get me? There's a empty chamber. says upper chambers. Chambers. That chambers means his rest, his dwelling place. Where does he lay the beams of his dwelling place? In the water. Who is the waters? That's Christ. Are you saying? So the other has always been like that. So if you want to become a Zion, you want to become his habitation, imagine if all those waters that he laid his beams in is inside you. Mm. That's it. Mm. Then what will they come and do? He will come and lay the beams of his chambers in you mm. because you have the waters, the substances. Mm. Are you seeing? This is the focus. This is why the thing, that's why they say, you say, well, I'll say, well, I'll transgress it and abide it not in the doctrine of Christ. It's because you need to abide in the waters. That waters is many. Oh. You need to abide in the waters. For the waters, for the, you, you must become a sea. Mm. Wow. Dwell in you richly. You must become a what? A sea. Inside you, you must become a sea. Many waters. Amen. Mm-hmm. The first time I started thinking this thing, eh, I was in Victoria and BC. We were taking the boat uh, the, uh, from Victoria to Vancouver. Uh, taking the boat, and we were going to the Pacific Ocean. So, you know, the Lord just said, I should step out. You know, I was inside and I just stepped out to see the waves, the ocean. So he was talking about his word. He was just trying to teach me. He said, Can you dam the sea? <laughs> I said, eh, I, mean, I can't do <laughs> Can you dam the sea? As a dam. Dam it. Yes. To guard it. To guard, yes. You know, like a river dam. You know, so, uh-huh. He said, No. He said, So is my water. So is my word. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, you know, you can try. You think it will flood the dam. It will break the banks. That's what you're saying. When it was doing, started the, the last time that I was saying, this, this word, you don't even need to stress yourself. The word will break banks. 
by itself. <laughs> People will with this, this erect walls against it in their soul. Eventually, it will prevail. Amen. It will break down the walls. Amen. This word, eh? Try it. Leave it for one, for maybe a few weeks, and don't try it all. <laughs> Leave it for a few weeks. It will be disturbing you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. It will be disturbing you. It will be disturbing your life. <laughs> if I some people have not decided they are not doing it again, I'm like, every good now. <laughs> In your sleep, it will be disturbing you. <laughs> Amen. Except you are very hardened. Because if you are a hardened guy, uh, it's a hardened spirit. Who knows how to help a hardened boy? <laughs> uh, there's a proud spirit called Satan. He who knows how to help a proud boy. Uh, he's the only one who can assist you to stay away from the waters. Oh. <laughs> so that you need to be still because I know that I am God you you need to be still you need to abide in because what is happening is like okay think about it if I put this glass under the tap the tap is flowing with water the the, the glass will fall up but imagine if I take take the glass away the water will be flowing to another place the glass will not fill up not so so, when you are abiding, it means you are staying under the tap. Do you get me? And the thing is flowing inside you. Uh-huh. So, it doesn't so about transgressing and abideth not. Meaning, go, stay, you move away from the flow of the tap. Uh-huh. Has not God. Because you will need for, your cup will need to be full to have God. So, God doesn't just come to waters. God comes to full waters. He says, all my springs are in thee. Is all. That's where God will come to. All my springs are in thee. That's where God will come to. So that's why you must abide until all the springs flow inside you. Do you hear me? That's why you must abide until what? All the springs flow inside you. Praise God. Now let's continue. John chapter 15. the flow of the word, 
you are also being purged. That's why I say, ye are clean. Hmm? Through the word which I have what? spoken unto you. It means that that water is a cleansing waters. Do you get me? As you are responding to it, are you hearing me? As you are responding to it, the thing is purging you. And as it's purging you, you'll be doing, you'll be obeying. The sign that you are being purged is that your obedience will be improving. No, so that's the fruit. That's the fruit bearing. Your obedience will be what? Improving. And also your attitude will be changing. That's, that's the fruit. So your attitude will be changing from man to Christ. Yeah. Right? With that, then you now say, this man and that man was born in her. Right? He says, Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except ye abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. Hmm. For without me, what? You can do nothing. Now, let me just tell you a secret. Any man who does not have the waters of Christ is nothing. First Corinthians 13 confirms that. But I won't want to won't show you in another dimension. Let's go back to John chapter 1. That John chapter 1 we read. Read it again. All things were made by him, and without him was nothing was nothing. From the top. And in the in beginning, beginning was the word, mm -hmm. and the word was with God. So it's the word that is all things. Go ahead. The same was in the beginning with God. Mm -hmm. All things were made by him. By the word. So if you don't have word, if you don't you don't have things. All things. It means that anything that is not from him is nothing. Any agenda you want to carry out on earth that is not flowing from that stream is nothing. To you it may be something. Because this world has made vanity look like something. Yeah. <laughs> so those photos yeah. I we shared on our group yesterday. Uh, Satan is a master crafter. In those photos they were showing, showing how before and after real movies where they are acting the movie the one that blew my mind was Avengers, because I watch Avengers a lot. Thor, that's supposed to, when, you know in the movie, the way Thor is fighting, he does is this thing. In that, in the original, this thing, it was almost like, he was, <laughs> he was just doing like this, and he was looking as though he was doing something majestic in the, in the real picture. I was like, what a wow. God, these guys are using us to play the skits. <laughs> Dress. How is that? <laughs> 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 I'm a dumb one. 
serious life. Is this not associated with something serious is happening? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's actually rude. It's rude. <laughs> Amen. Amen. That's so. But Satan, you know, Satan is a dangerous guy. See, just look at that. Imagine that's how he designed this world. Hey. We think, and we now think that we cannot do without it. That men have to, have to pant. I see everybody is advancing. Come on. <laughs> so it's just a mirage. It's a vanity project. It's like when you're in the desert, you'll be seeing water where there's no water. When you think, oh, just another five kilometers, I'm saying, well, we'll get to the water. You walk five kilometers, you see, now, you now show you, no, it's another five kilometers. <laughs> and Satan does that so that you then go journey too far in vanity that you feel that you don't want to, you can't come back. That, that's his strength. His strength is that you'll be tired. You say, ah, oh, it's already too late. There's nothing I can do. God will not even take me back. So do you know what Jesus did when he came to on earth? Jesus too went too far. <laughs> to, just to let you know, it doesn't matter how far you've gone in vanity that you feel that you cannot be, you cannot be resurrected. Jesus went to the lower parts of the, of the earth, meaning the depths of hell, to make sure that there's no hell boy he cannot save. you in the flesh. 
But really, when it comes down to it, what they call it? Nothing. Nothing. Now, when do you begin something? So, when do you begin something? When you begin to live by the faith of the Son. That's it. When you start Zionic work, that's when you begin something. Because charity, charity is Christ. Without charity, there are three dimensions of charity. There's the faith of charity. That's the living by faith. There's the hope of charity. And then there's charity. Is all Christ. So there's a dimension in your learning of Christ where the zero focus is the learning of the knowledge of Christ. And you, come, you keep joining in that way. You get to, a, you, you know, imagine, think about it. Let me put it to you this way. You are going north. You are in Calgary right now. Calgary is faith of the Son of God. Red Deer is hope. Edmonton is charity. And I think everybody will be able to listen now. We will be to carry. Am I communicating? Most times, if you check it, most times, when I start driving from Calgary, before I start feeling tired, even before I reach Red Deer, I say, when this journey is long. Once you pass Red Deer, you see, smooth, you just leave, you will not drive for me. I thought you were going to me. Don't worry, I traded for you. Yeah, yeah. You were driving. Red here like this, I don't even think of stopping again. But when I'm in Calgary, I say maybe I should stop in Red Deer and then and then just take a little now because this thing is. And then even by, you know sometimes I'll be driving, I'll say I'll stop in Red Deer, and I'll say you know no, let me just drive a little bit further before I stop. But once I pass Red Deer, I never stop again. I just never stop. Again. Why? Because you are seeing hope. You are seeing the thing. Edmonton is on the horizon. Before Edmonton was three hours away. Now Edmonton is just you just an hour or something. Just an hour is little bit. <laughs> Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. So let's see. Let's see. First Corinthians chapter twelve. We we'll actually go back to the, that beginning again. place that they led you to that the dumb idols led you to first that's the reason for holy ghost that's milk of the word it will begin that process of bringing you out of that place that it led you to you may still be under the influence of those idols but you will not be where they've led you anymore yes remember the prodigal son where did they lead him to pigsty with swines. Excuse me, when they, you know, this Satan is a liar also. Mm. When Satan was lying to the prodigal son, 
He not tell him that he's taking him to swines. He told him he's just taking him to a far country so he can go and enjoy himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he can go and what? Enjoy himself. Vanity. The boy went to far country. I don't know that somebody was leading him. And Satan's intention, if you give him space, he will lead you as far away from God as possible. So that even if you repent, you think it's too far to go back. That's why he didn't just lead him to the far country. He led him farther than the far country to pig swines. Farther than the far country. Then the prodigal son got born again in the, with the pigs. In the pig swine. <laughs> he repented. He says, how would I stay here? I have my father. In my father's house, there are many mansions. No, so. How would I stay I have a rich father. I Let me go and be a servant in his house. It's better than being here. That was being born again. He has repented. Meaning he, his, his alignment, do you know what happened during? His alignment has aligned back to his father, even though his father was far away. You know, as he was journeying away from his father, his alignment was breaking from his father. He, do you know what it means to be aligned with somebody? It means that, that the father now was now instructing him. So what do I mean? The, him returning back to his father was propelling his journey back. Do you get me? You need something, you need the hope. You need something to inspire your movement. What was inspiring his movement back was his father that he had left. But when he was breaking away from his father, what was inspiring his movement? The far country. And German vanity. We, we've all been there before. Is I don't know vanity knows how to ginger sometimes more than all oh, these things I'm saying. It looks like God is vanity. Yeah, what the photo? What those photos? The walls of a city. I was seeing how I was like, yeah. The world of that made mega city. I was like, wow. If that one now, that one, it doesn't all look interesting. Imagine things are happening. You know when they say New York, the city that never sleeps. Everybody wants to go to New York. You are attitude. Even though you are a Christian, you know that New York, Satan, they hang out there. Things are happening there. Bad things are happening there. But still, you still have a desire to go to New York. That's what's going on. That's see what's going on. Thank you. see what's going on. Why? Because New York has been propagated as this woman. Do you know that one of the most rat-infested cities in the U.S. is New York? Yeah. Yeah. They have a rat-infestion problem. <laughs> it, they have a lot, yes. Broken. Another issue that they major is the syphilis. Yeah. Hey! <laughs> 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 uh, it's when they tell you the other side and you say, Los Angeles is the homeless capital of the U.S. <laughs> and it's like, I think it's like yeah. rich people live there. rich people live there. Hollywood is there. But they have, because, and do you know why most people, so many people are homeless? They, they, they came with their dreams. They were shattered. <laughs> and because of how Hollywood and everything is there, houses are expensive there. Even to rent is expensive. You get me? Even to rent is expensive. 
So most people, there's the homeless cap. There are more homeless people in Los Angeles than in every other city in the US. <laughs> but obviously, that's not what you will see on TV. <laughs> Holy, uh, Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. There's always, if you check it with Satan, there's always a backstory. There's always a sorrow added to his riches. It's only God who make it rich and added no sorrow. That's God's signature. But with the enemy, he can make rich. He may even make rich in terms of money more than God. Maybe more far better, but the sorrow, he coins sorrow inside the riches. Coins it in there. In there. And the way you recoin the sorrow is only you that will know the sorrow and you that will be feeling the pain. <laughs> the outside world, we don't know. Exactly. <laughs> then, how, how would we find out that the person was going through pain? Yeah, the person commits suicide, but then it's too late. So, you're the celebrities. The sorrow is there. Oh, Sometimes, some of them, they always react three times a year. <laughs> Just like they have revolving doors. <laughs> Yeah, bro. Jesus as our Lord. But now that you have received him, you now need to be led back to your, his house, to the Father's mansion. So you now need to begin what? A journey back. What begins the, what excites the oil that really, that starts, sparks the beginning of the journey back is called milk of the world. It's the Holy Ghost that officiates that oil. This, I love this first Corinthians chapter 12, 13, 14. He was talking about Holy milk of the world meat. Then beginning of 14 was strong meat. Amen. Beginning of 14 was what? Was strong meat. So, you will see in 1 Corinthians 12, they began to talk about what they began to talk about. They began to talk about the the gifts of the spirits, are you seeing? It's for milk level. Those initial excitements of your faith, all those giftings are to excite you in Christ, excite you in your being born again, excite you in the name of Jesus. Uh huh. Then at the end of, so you see there are, there are nine gifts, they talked about from verse 8 to 10, describe the nine gifts of the spirits for excitement. And so when a man is excited and he's not ready to walk, when a man has a little bit of excitement, he's not ready to start journey. So that thing is to kickstart the walk mm. of journey. They call it the sweet fellowship of what? Of the Holy Ghost. It's to kickstart the excitement for journey. Praise the name of Now let's see last verse of chapter 12. Verse 10, 31. 31 says, But covet earnestly 
the best gifts. So meaning, covet these gifts, this milk. You need that sweetness. You, need, you even need that sweetness and excitement, like people will say, Lord, for even up, for, to continue on on the journey. Yes. yes. So it's still good to be believing God for things. It's okay. Let, we, we, are not, we are not eliminating that. We are just saying this and this is a higher faith. When, what, what higher means is that you will still be doing the lesser and be doing the higher. You will be living by faith and be using faith to believe God for your sustenance at the same time. It's from faith to faith. You get me? So, nobody should come and say that because I'm learning Christ, I am sick. It's part of my triumph revelation. No. <laughs> eh? Milk of the world says that by his stripes you are healed. You should not be sick. You were. Thank you, sir. You were healed. You should not be sick. If you are sick, pray for yourself. Use faith to pray for yourself. Faith that moves mountains. Yeah. Even though now they've taught us that it is nothing. Mm-hmm. But it can still heal your body. Yeah. Even that the body is nothing too. So it's <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Do you get me? So don't dismiss those things. Keep those things. They are, they are good. They are good to make you balanced. Because to learn Christ well, you should be still. Be still and know that I am God. If you are always sick, it will be difficult to learn Christ well. If you always don't have food to eat, <laughs> it will be difficult to learn Christ well. Exactly. <laughs> so let's use the name of Jesus. Use milk faith to handle those issues and believe God to handle those things. The Lord will supply all my needs. I love, you know, I heard that, when I heard, I heard that scripture from Bishop Redipal. He likes that scripture. The Lord will supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. All oh, my needs. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> the way he said it, you cannot forget it. <laughs> if I read that scripture, I mark that scripture. I, and every, if there's something I'm lacking, I use it. I don't care whether the thing comes or not. I just believe it. Mm. I'm a child of God. He will supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. Praise the name of the Lord. Are we blessed? Yes, sir. Praise the name of the Lord. Are you saying that? So, he says, But convert earnestly the best gifts, yet I show unto you a more excellent way. So now this is the way. Mm-hmm. This is this is now the way. This is now the way. This is now the way to inheriting substance. Mm. This is now the way to inheriting substance. Chapter thirteen. For though I speak with tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I become a sounding brass or a tinkling brow. And though I have the gift of prophecy, and understand all mysteries, and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I, I could remove mountains, and have not charity, I am nothing. So this is why Jesus was saying, without me, you can do nothing. I remember yesterday we quoted Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. 
right? For nevertheless I live, the life that I live, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who died for me, not so. Praise the name of the Lord. That's God says, for, uh, for to die is to die again, to live is Christ. That to live is Christ is the beginning of the faith, hope, charity. It's the beginning of Zion. You use that foundation of the knowledge of Christ to begin your waters. So the knowledge of Christ is the waters of God. You use that, all my springs are in thee. It begins with the knowledge of Christ. It also ends with the knowledge of Christ. But that knowledge of Christ at the end is the full of it. The full image. Not so. Verse, verse 10 says, But when that which is perfect is come, actually 13, sorry, 13, 13. 13, 13. Are you saying 13, 13? Is colorating with John chapter 15. You remember? Abide in me, and my words abide in you. It says, Now abide it. These are the things that are supposed to abide in you. Now abide it. Faith, hope, and charity. But the greatest of these is charity. These are the things. These are my words. When it says, And my words abide in me, and my words abide in you, it says, Those my words are faith, are hope, and they are charity. Then you will bear much fruit. They are what? They are faith, they are hope, and they are charity. Meaning they are Christ, they are Christ, and they are Christ. <laughs> 30-fold Christ, 60-fold Christ, and full Christ. That, this is just the Zionic enclave. This is the curriculum of Zion. The curriculum of Zion is who? Is Christ. From faith to hope. So in hope, you are beginning to see the image slowly. Then to what? That's the last one. Charity. Praise God. Are you ready? It's not finished yet. So. Can we see Colossians chapter 3? Let's start from verse 10. Saying verse 10 is that foundation where this thing starts from. Let me read. And have put on the new man. The new man. That is this man, and that man has been born in her. That's that man. Go ahead. Which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Which is renewed in knowledge. Are you seeing that? So how is the new man renewed? In knowledge. Are you seeing how knowledge is the foundation? Knowledge of Christ is the foundation because it's what renews the new man. The new man. The moment you enter Zionic operation, meaning the moment you start hearing Christ, you are hearing new things. The Bible says walk in the newness of life. That's Christ. Amen? Are you hearing me? So the new man, what renews the new man? Knowledge. Knowledge of who? 
after the image of whom he who made him. Who, who made you? Who's the who's image in that? By whom are all things? And from whom are all things? By whom were all things made? That's Christ. Oh, glory to God. After the image of him that created him. Who created you? Christ created you. The world created you. By whom were all things and for whom are all things? Is his knowledge. So it's the knowledge of Christ. It's the knowledge of the image of Christ that you will use as the foundation to begin to renew your mind. To begin to renew your mind. To begin to renew your mind. And this is what develops a faith life. Meaning we, which we call the faith of that man. They call it the faith of the Son of God. Meaning the faith of that man. So as you are knowing him, you'll be knowing how he lived by faith. <laughs> and you say that? As you are knowing him, you'll be learning how he also lived. That's first John chapter 2. It says, He who claims to abide in him ought also to walk. First John chapter 2, verse 6, for those online, first John chapter 2, verse 6. He who, who, who claims to abide in him ought also to walk even as he walked. So if you, are, if you say you abide in him, you must be learning him. That's how you learn how he walked. Because as you are knowing how he walked, you now begin to live the same way, walk the same way. That's to live by faith. That's how you live by And that's the, that's the, that's the, because if my, my, my foundation is in the holy mountain. That's the foundation. If you don't get anything today, get that. That's the foundation, Moji. The foundation is the knowledge of Christ. That built teaches you how to live as he lived. And how did he live? By faith. <laughs> so by imitating, by copying how Jesus lived, you are living by faith. Did you get that? I'm trying to make it simple. Because faith sometimes can be abstract. And how, what do I mean by simple? Just copy what Jesus did. You are living by faith. Mm. But you cannot copy what you don't know. So you first have to go and know how he behaves, what he does, how he does things. And then let that thing, where the word of Christ dwell in you, reach, let it ruminate inside you. Then begin to obey those things. Begin to behave like that. Uh-huh. Then what are you doing? You are living by faith. He has turned to your lifestyle. Are you saying it's a process? He comes from many waters, from knowledges. Now, after a man has lived by faith, through the renewal of what? Renewed in knowledge. That's the thing. After the image of him that created him, the next one, go ahead. Next one, you now start seeing images for me. Let's begin to see the image. Yes, you can. Put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy. Bowels of mercy. Kindness. Kindness. Humbleness of mind. Humbleness of mind. Meekness. Meekness. Long suffering. For bearing one another. That's the image. Are you saying charity? Go ahead. And forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do he. And above all things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. The bond of perfectness. Are you saying he ends in charity? That's the image right there. So he started with renewed in knowledge. For, for faith living. Then he returned to hope, which is the image. You are not that man yet. They say put it on. So you are still attempting to put it on. 
you are not there yet. You are still attempting to put on bowels of mercy. You are still attempting to put on what? Kindness. You are still attempting to put on long-suffering, put on humbleness of mind, meekness, forbearance, forgiving one another. I see how these things are difficult. You are still attempting the process of putting them on. But that is the image. That is what you want to become. Do you hear me? That is what you want to what? Become. Are you hearing me? That is what you, the image you want to become. Now, remember, Moji, I said something last night. What did I say? I said that grace, say something about grace. When you put yourself out there, when you commit yourself, when you commit yourself to becoming this image, these things, the girl will bring grace. Yes. Hmm? Because a man who is committing himself to doing these things is a man who is in need. It's not, you need help to do these things. You can't. You can't do it. Check, check it now. <laughs> you know. You, you get me. We need help to do these things. So we come to the throne of grace. I round up here. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 4. You see the teachings there. to 16. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed unto the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold back our profession. So pause. Who is our professor? What, what is our profession? That man. <laughs> Seeing then, the high priest. Seeing then, that's your profession. So now, you know many people have used this verse 16 and say, let us come there boldly on the throne. No. Wait. Is for your profession. It's not for come and receive money that you are coming boldly to the throne of grace for. It's to come and help you in your profession because they are talking about your profession. And they are saying that high priest, this thing is far. This image is too much for me. I need help. Then you come boldly to the throne of grace to get, receive grace for in the time, the time of need is not when you are hungry. You can, that's another kind of time of need. <laughs> The time of need is that you are falling short of this image. You need help to conform to this image. That's the time of need. We need assistance for our profession. Yeah? Seeing then that we have to have a great high priest, let us hold fast our profession. Verse 15, help us. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. We have infirmities. But was not point tempted like as we are, mm-hmm. yet without sin. Meaning he walked the whole thing. Yeah. Even though he faced the same thing, so he can come, he can relate with you. Yes, Go ahead. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, okay. that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help you time of need. So you never have to first obtain mercy. Mm-hmm. When a man who has obtained mercy will find grace. To help in what? 
What is your time of need? <coughs> I need it every hour. That song is true. Every hour we need daily bread. Every day is my time of need. I need to become more like Jesus. I need to, I need to make progress in my profession. The same way we pray for our earthly career. Do you get me? Lord, promote me. Lord, promote me. Lord, increase me. Lord, take me to the next level. That's this, this we should pray more for this is the real profession. To advance in the conformity to the image of the Son of God. And you can't do it without grace. And it's a wisdom of God. God wants you to demand the grace. Ask for the grace. And part of the asking for the grace is twofold. You pray for it, but you also desire to become that image. Mm. That's what the grace is for. So when God will give you the grace, He knows what the grace is for. The grace will come and empower you. You will make another step in your becoming. So there's grace to make you forgive. Uh, let me now bring it home. There is grace to make you merciful. There is grace to make you more kind. You have to desire to be more merciful. You have to desire to forgive. You want to desire to forbear more. And put yourself out there. I want to become it. And pray. This is my need. God, I want to forgive this person. But man, is tough. Help me. Then he will give you grace to forgive. And one thing with grace is that. When God gives you that grace, you have it permanently. The next time someone offends you, it will be easy to forgive. Yes. That's what I learned with this process. Yes. The grace of God. The gift of God is without repentance. So is the grace of God. Every grace he gives you for becoming is a permanent grace. Yes. So that's why it's grace we need. Go for it. Put yourself I want to become this image. This Christ. This charity man. This man who is at peace with God. Can we appreciate God today? Can we just help us pray?
my brother was saying that that grace is without repentance, but you know, truly it is without repentance. If a man gathers that grace and turn, he now looks as if he has a lot of capacity to resist God. Because the grace is not going, he was just corrupted. So he now has capacity to turn against God. So please let us pray this prayer that God. You see, that's what happened to Satan. God did not take out what he gave him. He just corrupted it. So he has capacity to fight God. You get what I'm saying? So if a man now gathers this grace and now decides to turn, it's a big problem. Big problem. Big problem. Uh, so let's let's pray. That strengthen me, shield me. Strengthen me and shield me. This one is a prayer of mercy. It's a prayer of mercy. That on this part, Father, shield me. Shield me. Shield me. Shield me. Father. Heragata. Zabade Pranina. Matofade Pradishta Vazagas. Rekezukradishta Vazabrenina. Hesta Zagake Libra Kasuvededa. Jagabanya. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, Lord, help us. We receive this prayer. We confess that we have fallen in love. And we say, Father, you will teach us how to relate to this love provision in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Time to go for the, to the bank. Are you going to go? Yes, because she needs to do a profile. So we'll just all go together. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim.